Hi friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're here and I am so glad that you're going to hear today's episode with such a fun and such a sweet special guest. Today on the podcast, we have my sweet, sweet friend Madison, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys a little bit about her. So Madison is a wedding planning intern, bridal stylist, and communication student, and a performer born and raised in Houston, Texas. I actually got to meet Madison doing a show together. We did Newsies, and it was so sweet to get to know her after she had actually been best friends with my college roommate my freshman year, Allie, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago and it was just so sweet to get to know her and for our sweet friendship and getting to continue to grow and get to see each other grow throughout the years so I'm so excited um, for y'all to get to meet her and get to know her so after double majoring for two years in musical theater and communication studies with a dance minor at Ohio Northern University Madison is currently transferring to finish her communications degree at a Texas college although she is more focused on things outside of the performing life these days her passion for it still helps navigate the communications routes she's hoping to explore in these last two years outside of the formalities of her life you can find madison reading trying out stationary design which okay guys that is just so cool she also loves to cook and bake and enjoy her close friendships in life travel while she can and work out madison's faith is the most important thing to her and she absolutely loves a good dance party (laughs) don't we all so without further ado i'm just gonna go ahead and let us hop right into it madison has just so much grace and poise and wisdom in her and she is just sharing the best advice so let's hop right in okay well i'm just so excited that madison is with us it was super fun we were chit-chatting before we started this um so i'm gonna turn it over to madison so just like tell us about yourself what have you been up to all right hi everyone um my name is madison friedoff And currently I am living at home in Houston, Texas, specifically the Cypress suburbs. Um, Kind of going through a little life change right now. I was a big musical theater girl um, and I currently work in the bridal industry. I'm doing some bridal styling and wedding planning while transferring colleges. So it's kind of a little bit about what I'm up to right now. Yeah, awesome. I feel like, I feel like everyone can like relate to like it's just a weird time and we're all just like trying to figure it out like the best way that we can, but you know, doing a good time. Um, (laughs) So we'll just start off with like, tell us just a little bit like about, you know, your performing background just a little bit um, before we transition into communications. Great. Yeah. So I began performing when I was about nine years old. Um, The story I kind of always like to tell is my mom and I won free front row lottery tickets to Wicked, the musical, when it came to the Hobby Center. Um, And I thought I was so cool because it was ages nine and up, I think, on the recommended newspaper age or something. And I was eight. And so I thought I was hot stuff. Um, (laughs) And when the curtain was kind of closing at the end of the show, the girl who played Glinda knelt down and waved to me in the front row. And I turned to my mom and I was like, that is what I want to do. Um, I want to be just like that. The next summer I was in an Annie musical theater camp and the rest was just history from there. And I um, did it all throughout middle school, high school. I was super involved um, in my high school's theater program. And then I went through the whole crazy college audition process and then even studied it in college for two years as well. And so I think 
Um, a huge part of me is theater, it will always be, and there's a lot of pieces of me that I can attribute, so I'm sure Rachel can relate to, um, to, you know, theater and a lot of personality traits of mine that I can attribute kind of to getting on the stage from that early age, I would say. Yeah. Awesome. So you, as you mentioned, like you kind of transferred into the communications realm um, of life now. Um, so like, how did you like find that? Like what like made that transition from like theater being like, hmm, maybe I like want to get into this communications world. Like what like drew you to that? Yeah. So <laughs> growing up, um, my parents were always, I think, not worried, but a little bit hesitant about me going, you know, to college to study musical theater. And hey, mine were too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I don't get it. It's my passion. It's my dream. You know, all those wonderful things. Um, <laughs> but um, that being said, uh, they, I always love to write. I used to have a little blog. I'm kind of in the process of shifting that right now. Um, totally different story. But um, I used to have a little blog. I liked to write a lot. I did a lot of public speaking for my high school and my parents, I think they always kind of wanted me to explore that communications route, but I was very set on musical theater, musical theater. Um, thankfully, I went to liberal arts, more university style school where I was able to get those regular academics and combine them with musical theater. But I mean, I was so dead set on that, that I almost went the conservatory route too. It was just all theater nonstop all day, which I'm very glad that I didn't do because by going to um, a regular university. I went to school for the first two years at Ohio Northern University. It's a little private school in middle of nowhere, Ada, Ohio. Super cute though, <laughs> not dogging on it at all. Um, but they have a fabulous little musical theater program. And I picked up a communications minor with that while I was at school. Um, more, more because of my parents push a little bit, you know, oh, why don't you pick something else up, you know, backup plan and I would just tell people, oh, it's my little backup. I can do something with it when I graduate. I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. Um, and I was in an advising meeting one day and my lovely communications minor advisor told me, oh, well, you know, the minor is only, is over half of what the major requirement is. So you could just pick up the major, <laughs> me being um, the person that I am, you know, the Enneagram 3, do the most if someone puts it in front of you you're going to do it kind of person I was like sure I'll pick up a double major why not sounds like fun um everyone was like what are you doing <laughs> um and I kind of you know started dabbling in those classes and it was a very it was a very generalized degree plan and so I still didn't get a super big taste but I kind of started realizing oh you know I could I could do this public speaking thing, or I could do this, you know, writing thing, all of those, you know, little elements of communications. And um, I still, though, didn't know what I really wanted to do with it. I had this double major and I was like, well, I, I could get a job doing something when I graduate. You know, if I move to New York and live in a tiny studio and I'm starving, I could do something with this degree. That was just kind of the only the only plan I had with this degree. And it wasn't until what I'm currently doing right now where I kind of realized what I, how I would like to shift that and 
how much I was really loving that. And I just wasn't finding that specialization yet. Yeah, I think that a lot of times, like when you're in a degree like that and like in theater and stuff where it's like, a lot of times in theater degrees, it's like theater all the time. And people are like, what do you mean you do something else? Um, But like, cause like, I mean, that was like my experience where I was like, oh, I was doing like PR as a minor. And then I was like, wait, okay. Like I actually kind of really like this. And it's like, oh, is it okay that I really like this? Like, <laughs> It's like a danger zone. You're, you're like, you know, it's like the big lights are flashing. It's danger zone, danger zone. You're like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I can't like something else, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like, I feel like even just with a lot of people that I've met, like a lot of people like had a theater background and like kind of mm-hmm. moved into communications or are yep. decided like for college, that's what they were going to do, or even like after college, whatever. So like, how do you feel like theater and performing like is similar to communications? Like, why do you think people kind of make that connection somewhere? Yeah. Um, it is all about the storytelling. That's my biggest thing. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but I think, you know, growing up and when you're, you know, when I was on the stage, it was very much, you're telling a story to people and you're communicating something to people and you want to make people feel things. And I think communications and even, you know, the PR social media side of all of that too, is you're trying to make your audience feel something you're communicating with your audience. And at the end of the day, I heard this from a very close friend recently, the stage is whatever you want it to be. So, you know, your stage could be a physical stage and you can be in a physical costume, but also the stage could be a podium or, you know, a presentation room or something like that. And it's, you know, your story to tell, regardless of what kind of story you're telling, you know, is it a musical? Is it in a conference? You know, and I think um, it's so much of it too, is about finding what you're passionate about storytelling within communications. Cause I think for a while I was, oh, you know, didn't love it for when I first picked it up as the minor, because it was kind of just, okay, I'm going to just work for some company and, you know, write some stuff and go on with my life. Um, but once I started realizing that you can incorporate that major into so many different fields and brands and, you know, different things that you as an individual are passionate about, that's when I started making the performing connection too, in the sense that, you know, you still get to tell that story and you still get to perform in your own kind of you know more job-like way (laughs) yeah I think you're still like spot on with storytelling I mean that's something like my college does all the time it's like okay you're in like strategic communications and mass communications like your storytellers no matter what that story is like you said I love my Madison because I feel like she's just always just so wise and (sighs) I just love it (laughs) I'm I'm just really happy to be here, Rachel. I will say, I'm I was so glad you're here. <laughs> when I got the message from you, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, of course. Um, I just re- reading the outline too, just all the things we're about to talk about. Um, very excited. Rachel and I have walked many similar paths in life, and our paths always cross. We and know so many that. random different. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things about um, Rachel Meltzer and our friendship and I wish I could see you more Rachel seriously I, I do I I will like never forget the first time because like so if you didn't know which you probably don't um um Madison and I like our kind of like connection I guess is so my college roommate Allie who was on the last episode of this podcast um uh, yes. she 
So too. <laughs> Thanks. Um, she was such good friends with Madison. They were like high school best friends. Um, and then we were, I very distinctly remember this actually. We were like sitting, Allie and I were sitting in our room, and Allie was FaceTiming Madison. And Madison was like, Yeah, I'm auditioning for the show Newsies um over the summer. <laughs> And I, my like little head pops up and I'm like, I'm like Newsies, I'm stage managing a show of Newsies this summer. And we found out that it was the same company and that was just so sweet. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, was like a wholesome, like, yeah, whole, like wholesome little, like full circle moment. Um, I love how world, how small the world is. I think that's one of the biggest like things that I've learned in college yeah. is like just how mm-hmm. small the world is. Um, Even just now, before this podcast, we were talking about someone we knew and how we both knew different people that knew them. Just crazy, craziness. I love it. And I think, because I feel like when like you're young, like you're like, oh my gosh, the world is so huge. And like, I met this one person and then I'm never going to see them again. And then like, literally, that's just not the case. Mm -mm. Yeah. Nope, not at all. I love that. I love that my life strings together with Rachel Meltzer so much. And I just, I hope it keeps doing that. I'm sure it will. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure it will now. Um, I feel like, like Matt said, I feel like we've had like very similar journeys. And so it's kind of cool. Like it's been so cool just like see Madison, like grow and do all of the cool things and being like, oh my gosh, like it's just so cool to feel like you're maybe like not as alone or like seeing Mm -hmm. like other people go through similar journeys and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I make, it kind of gives you confidence in the decisions that you make, like seeing other people make similar decisions and like seeing the same things, maybe through a similar lens that you saw them, um, which kind of transitions into the next question I'm going to ask, um, Madison, which is what's your advice to people who are thinking about changing their path? I love what you kind of said earlier about how, like when, um, you were younger, like, but it's my dream. And like something like, mm-hmm. I know that I've learned, and I'm sure you can like talk more about it is like, I've learned like dreams change and like, that's okay. Like it doesn't have <laughs> to be, to that. Yeah. it doesn't have to be the first thing you did. But anyway, so elaborate chat, give all the advice. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love that. Um, yeah. And I think first off, if you have, you know, the tiniest inkling or anything kind of in your soul and your spirit, um, that's telling you, Oh, maybe I should, try this or dabble in this experience this, I would say, you know, go for it. You only live once and it's no one's life to live, but your own. And I think that's something that I've been learning more and more every day, especially this kind of fall era that I'm in right now. Um, and two, just like Rachel said, it's, you know, you grow up with these dreams and you can keep those dreams and, you know, dreams are dreams for a reason. They're planted in your heart for all sorts of reasons, but also dreams do change. And I think, you know, it's something that my mom told me growing up and something that I really didn't really hit me till very recently that, you know, many of the dreams I had growing up are still very similar. And I, there's still very similar components of those dreams, but they've also shifted too naturally because people change, things change and change is okay. And I think, you know, if you're thinking about changing your path or going down this different sort of route and you naturally you'll probably feel a little bit of fear and you know I'm still still scared about wherever the heck is you know I'm going next what's going to happen all of those things but if you're feeling you know the urge at least explore you don't have to do a total you know 180 life shift in a day kind of thing But I mean, you can always say, oh, I'll take, you know, an elective in this, or I'll experience this, or, 
you know, I'll try out for this one thing because you never, truly, you never know where it's going to lead you. And I think that's something I thought I knew when I did theater and I, you know, oh, take the chance, make the risk. Um, but until I, until I started kind of throwing myself out there in different ways in life too, um, is when I really began to realize that even more. Yeah. I think that like, especially like the whole 180 thing, it's like, for me sometimes like when it was like oh going from music therapy and theater with like mm-hmm. a minor in PR over to PR and like doing other things it was like oh wow Rachel's like really swapping it up and I was like well like not really like the reason that I love like stage management and all of that so much was because of the people and like I love like all the people I get to meet like no. I would never have met Madison um uh, like in a, in a uh, deeper way like if I hadn't been a stage manager and like I love the connections and just like getting to know people and love on them and that's the same reason that I love PR and Stratcom and social media and all the things. Um, it's like those yeah. connections. So I totally agree with everything you said about like, just like allowing yourself to like explore and expand your horizon or like your little bubble a little bit. It's great. Yeah. So going off that, what is a piece of advice that you wish you could give your freshman year self? This is a piece of advice that I wish that I need to keep giving myself. Um, <laughs> I know Rachel relates to this because uh, we're both planner queens, um, you know, color-coded calendars, agendas, whatnots, you know, we both got them. <laughs> but I think is to not always be worried about the next step and the next thing and worry and not to worry so much about, you know, being enough for a thing or a person or an organization because you will land in all the right spots with all the right people that you're supposed to if you just you know keep your eyes on your goals your dreams your prayers you know all of those things and just stay in your lane you know you will end up at the exact places you're supposed to and um it's that's still always going to be something i'm working on but especially freshman year me was very much oh what's the next thing i'm at school to get here do this right after I graduate, New York City, studio, have to get a summer theater job. Summer theater job was canceled. Like, oh no, devastation reigns. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. Life goes on, you know, the ships will sail, the ships will stop, you know, all the all, all the lovely things. And I think it's so important to learn. I keep telling people I'm celebrating life this year. I'm choosing happiness, you know, it's just such, cheesy so so much cheese um but um i think you know it is it is important just to learn to kind of you know live in that moment and not always be worrying about the next or being something else or you know recreating yourself to fit some mold but just accepting you know where you are and what you have to offer because everyone has something good to offer and it's hard it's hard to see that in yourself sometimes and you see it in others um, and then you're like, well, they, they bring this to the table and they do this, but you got to look in yourself too and say, Hey, but I bring this to the table as well. So hot takes. I know. <laughs> I don't think that that should be a hot take. <laughs> hot take that shouldn't be a hot take. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah. And what you were saying about, like, I think that it is such a big point of faith too is just like taking the faith because like anyone who tries to get you to do a five-year plan like I'm sorry it's fake (laughs) even when I was in high school and we had to do the four-year plans where they're like okay what classes are you going to take your senior year and I was like I'm going to be on the newspaper and like that's not what I did my senior year (laughs) of high school um which is funny now that I'm in a journalism college but (laughs) right 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 
yeah, I just, I caught myself the other day too, trying to, to plan something out in advance saying, okay, so where do I envision myself? And it's just, it, I had to stop, you know, I had to put the paper down and say, no, 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 no. You know, this is what got you into the mess last time. Just enjoy where you're at, you know? Yeah. And like being in like that and being in like as much planners as like, I know Mass and I both are like in the sense yeah. of like, you have to like, let there be space to like, let God be God, <laughs> like mm-hmm. let God be God, because that's where like, you're going to like realize your purpose and something, uh, this is going a little off, but like something <laughs> people said was like, you have to stop in order to listen. Like Oof, in the yeah. sense of like, sometimes like you have to stop speaking in order to like, listen to another person. Like you have to let your thoughts like stop running forward. So like, you can listen, like hear what God has to say. Like, yeah, because your plans, like, I don't know, like your plans are not your plans. Like you need to like get that out of your head. And that was like something I had to tell myself for such a long time. It's like, Rachel, like you can plan as much as you want, but like, you're going to like have discovery along the way. Like you're going to have these realizations and like yeah. learning and growing is so important too. And like letting space for God to be God and letting space for like those exciting things and good things to happen too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's special. I love talking to people about this too, just especially people who, you know, also share the love of God um, with each other, you know, friendship and relationships and whatnot, um, is that, you know, some of the best things that God has brought me in life. And I'm sure so many people can say this too, are the things you didn't see coming, the blessings in disguise, the things that were taken away from you that end up funny how that works. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think, I think God has the most fun with over the top planners like ourselves. So I think he sits up there going, huh? No, 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 no. Like, you know, it's not, not your turn or not time for that. Or you think this is what's going to happen, you know, just wait till season two, you know? Um, I think he sits up there, you know, doing the TV show of your life and is like, oh, main character switch, you know? Um, all those. You thought that was your main character moment? That's funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's super fun to kind of, you know, look back on that. And I think this summer too, I'll stop going off on our tangent even more, but, um, I was listening to a great podcast by Christine Kane. It was the summer of purpose podcast. She does all the propel women stuff and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. And so it was a great podcast. It was actually when I was going through the transition of going, oh, okay, do I, do I want to transfer? Cause I really truly did not decide till several weeks before I went back to school, um, which was not my most shining moment, but again, God's timing. It's, it's absolutely the timing that it needed to happen, you know, and I see now how it took me to get there, but I listened to her podcast a bunch in the summer and it was just a great, lovely reminder, you know, first purpose, you know, to live out God's plan, to glorify God, meet people and have them see God in you. And then, you know, the secondary and the tertiary plans, you know, those are all like the careers, goals, you know, financial, you know, all of the the fun stuff that people love to put value in in life. But your real value is not going to come from that stuff. Um, Yeah, it's just life things. Um, okay, we'll transition <laughs> back. We just, I mean, I love that conversation. I think that it's so good. I love yeah. that natural stuff comes up like that. Um, cause I think it's just all so important. Um, and that's why I love like having these like live conversations. Cause it's like, you know, you get to just right. talk about the things and bounce. It's great. Um, but I'm super excited to talk about this. Um, yes. so 
Madison has been dabbling over here in um, <laughs> the bridal industry, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, I'm in love with love. <laughs> um, so, you know, times a million. <laughs> so, how did you first get exposed to the wedding industry? So, we kind of talked about all the communications and kind of how you got into that, but like, what made you be like, I'm going to like be a bridal stylist and I'm going to intern for weddings? Like, tell yeah. me all the things, catch me up. Yeah. So over quarantine back, oh my gosh, was this very, very, very beginning when was everyone like almost was two years ago, like <laughs> a year and a half ago, like what? Okay. Anyway, sorry. Continue on. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to backtrack it in my mind and think about where that even happened in my life. Um, but it was when everyone was first sent home and going into that summer, I was supposed to work um, at a theater in Ohio, a professional theater. I was going to do four or five shows in the summer to get paid. It was the dream gig. It was a summer stock dream gig. It was one of those things I, you know, I went to college and I was like, I will work over the summer. I will get paid resume credits. And it was happening. And it, at the time that was, you know, the biggest dream, the biggest goal. And I was like, wow, I have everything I need in life. And then the performing job got taken away um, as you know, everyone's everything did in that time. So I definitely was not the only one and had many friends in the same boat. Um, and so I was a nanny that summer and I had a lot of free time on my hands. And I started picking up some magazines at you know, my local Kroger, HEB, all those good stores. And I've always been fascinated with the wedding industry. I was never someone that had the Pinterest board for their wedding and every single detail, but I always just loved the aesthetics of it all. And so I started picking up these wedding magazines at grocery stores and reading them and being like, oh, okay, this is cool. I really am interested in this. I love looking at the layouts and, you know, the invitation suites and the different dress designs. And I would start reading about the staff and the magazines and the planning companies that people came from and kind of tell, I was telling my parents and remember my neighbor stopped by one night and I was like, I could do this. I could plan weddings. I could be, I could be, you know, working for the not bridal magazine, you know, and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I could totally see it, but just like, okay, calm down. <laughs> um, but I started getting excited about it. And, you know, eventually I, I went back to school that year. We're small schools, so we're lucky enough to be in person, but, you know, I was, performing and masks and things are starting to get bad again. Um, and I was freaking out again because I had the summer theater job um, and then it ended up falling through again, a different job. And I was, you know, oh, I'm going to have to go home. I'm going to have nothing to do. I have no purpose. You know, all the, all the freaking out in the world to be done. And I started randomly applying to wedding planning agencies, trying to reach out to all these random people, connect with people. I ended up applying to um, the Beholden Bridal Store in Houston. I did all this applying, got set up with this one woman who said, oh, I'm not hiring, but I know this one company that is hiring and is looking for a new assistant. So then I kind of started connecting with Spell Events, who I interned with now and that was this spring i want to say it was that wasn't until about marchish um so i was really ready to come home and you know be a barista or something or be a nanny again i was preparing to you know do all those things still drowning in the whole i don't get to do theater again for the second summer in a row you know throwing myself a pity party <laughs> um 
And I kind of kept making it through the rounds with this spell events internship. And I was like, holy cow, I'm having fun doing this. I was coming home from late night rehearsals, making, you know, giant mood boards to present in an interview and, you know, teaching myself about wedding aesthetics and, you know, trying to show magazine clippings I had, just anything I could show that was like, oh, I, I'm teaching myself. I'm not a pro. I've never done this before. I've never learned. Um, and coincidentally, kind of right as I was in my last round for that, it was the day before my very last interview. And I was like, wow, this could be real. I could have something else to do over the summer. Um, Beholden, the bridal store who I applied to months before over winter break when I was having a panic moment <laughs> about not getting to perform anymore, um, reached out to me out of the blue the day before my last interview for Spell. It was like, hey, we're looking for a part-time stylist. We noticed your resume. Um, I had sent them what I call my cutesy resume. <laughs> like we my, all have them. We yeah, all have yeah. them. <laughs> right. Because, you know, my dream, I want to be in cutesy communications, obviously, you know, fun stuff. So I have my, my fun resume and then my, you know, very like straight-laced one. Um, so I had sent them the fun one and she said, you know, we're looking for people urgently. We see you get back from school in May. Can I interview you tomorrow? Which is the same day as my final interview for Spell. And I was like, okay, sure. And so that day I ran home from a ballet class, threw over one of the three nice shirts I had as a musical theater major. You flipped over my computer, had my final interview for Spell, had an hour of lunch, and then I had this interview for Beholden. And it was kind of a kismet situation in the sense that I told both of them, you know, I told Spell, okay, what does this commitment look like? Um, a bridal store just asked if I wanted to interview and they said, oh, we're very flexible. We're part-time. Then I turned around and the bridal store says, yeah, we're really flexible. We're part-time. And so they were both willing to work with each other. And so, you know, it was within, I think the next couple of weeks, you know, super blessed. I had secured both things and went from, you know, being all sad. And I truly, I was still sad. I didn't get to perform. I was still throwing myself that pity party because I didn't see, I didn't see those blessings being so vividly thrown in my face um, of this new path. And I was so interested in it over quarantine and during the school year and things. And I still proceeded to say, oh, no, no, but theater, like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Theater, theater, theater. Um, and I ended up leaving that semester and coming home in the bridal industry. And it's been such, such a blessing. It's been absolutely wonderful. And, you know, it just, it all came from randomly reaching out to people, applying to things, being a little bit aggressive, things coming out of nowhere. And yeah, it landed in an area where I can experience kind of both sides of the industry and learn a lot about every corner of it, which has been just so neat. I love that. I love when there's those opportunities to just like immerse yourself in. You're like, okay, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but like, I'm going to go full send. And if we're going to do this, then we're going to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, you know, this about me too. And, you know, I'm a go big or go home individual. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, sure. New industry, um, which, you know, comes with all the pros and the cons. I grew up knowing the industry I was in really, really knowing it. Um, and that being the industry I was always familiar with. I was never really the new kid um, in the summer. And I still am. I'm, I am doing both of those things currently right now still. And 
I'm still, you know, the new kid and I'm still learning. And that comes with a lot of just graciousness and fun too. Just lots of fun. So have you like had a moment where, whether it was like before or like even like during where you're like, you know, I think like this is something I want to do. Like maybe this is what I want to do like full time and keep going. Yeah. It's actually, I've had a couple, a couple moments. Um, I remember on both sides, I remember my first day at the store. I had never actually been in the store um, before my first day. I knew it was around the Highland Village, Houston area. And that was about it. I thought I had driven by it once or twice. Um, and they have these big glass doors and this, just these big, you know, glass windows with these pretty gowns in them. And I walked up to the door and it was kind of a private time in the store. And so it was locked and they had some girl come and unlock the door for me. And I walked in, I remember she was like, Hey, I'm Peyton. I'm going to give you a store tour before we take you to the, to break room. And I remember being like, Oh my gosh. Like I walk into this room with these thousand dollar wedding gowns, just hanging everywhere. It's the anthropology bridal line. So of course, everything is so decadent decorated to you know the absolute nines the store is just every every corner of it is just so personalized and I remember just even on my first day being like holy cow I thought I was coming home to be a barista and be a nanny and now I'm surrounded by gowns that are worth you know more more than I'll ever be worth you know and it was one of those things I was like what did I get myself into like you know it's excitement but kind of you know scared all at once and I mean that was quickly all quickly relieved because it's a wonderful group of girls that work in that store and just a wonderful community and then um kind of as throughout my first few weeks there I I knew I liked it I really did and I um was I just, I didn't want to say it that much because I was still like, oh, performing, performing. Oh, I, but you know, it's, it's not performing. I would come home and, you know, say that. And my parents would be like, do you know how lucky you are to have this fun job and, um, you know, to be experiencing these new things. And it's so funny because with both things I do and things I'm going to do in the future, there's so many different ways I want my life to go. And it's just been, it's been a nice glimpse into all the different possibilities. Cause there are days where I'm like, wow, what if I just had my own bridal store one day? That would be so fun. And then, you know, over on the wedding planning side of things, um, my very first wedding I assisted, I walked in and my boss was like, I am so sorry that this has to be the very first wedding you do this has been chaotic from the start. It was a COVID wedding moved over a couple times. Yeah, she was like, this it has a $40,000 food budget. Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Y'all didn't see my face just then, but my mouth yeah. literally dropped open. Yeah. Yeah. Just absolute, just insanity. It was this huge three-part celebration. Things were getting changed on the dot. And she was like, but it will all be easier from here. So if you like it here, you know, it can't get worse than this. And truthfully, it was exhilarating. I cannot lie. Like I, I think growing up in the theater and, you know, being in the midst of chaos all the time and just heightened energy, I was like, wow, so this is a show too, but it's a different kind of show. And, you know, it's one of those things where- Isn't it really just like the same? Yeah, Yeah, I tell people all the time, it's just like, it's just like making a show. Um, being a wedding planner is just like, you know, crafting 
a production and you have all the different pieces and the it's like being a stage manager but there's not a show happening well I mean I guess there is that people are getting married that's a show yeah right it's you know like the bridal party and the brides and the grooms and all those things like they're the performers and then you you know you'll have the dj who's you know upset that he doesn't have his water and you have the florist who's upset that her flowers are too dry and her centerpieces are off and then you have the caterers who don't have enough linens you know just the little the little things and you're kind of the glue that runs around and is helping and being like okay no that place card goes there that doesn't go there that uncle is no longer married to that person he sits at that other table you know <laughs> just you have to be assertive enough to be like okay no i was told to do this so this is going to happen um and i think you know getting kind of thrown into it my first time around was so was so interesting because I truly like I I had so much fun and I didn't realize that till I left. I was like, wow, I was on my feet, you know, all day just buzzing. I was kind of on this little adrenaline buzz kind of going around and you know, doing a bunch of little things. Um and then I worked a couple more weddings and that was when it finally started kicking in with me and hitting me and going, "Okay, like I I could totally do this. You know, I would love to do this and I, I mean, I still, my whole social media now is just wedding content. <laughs> I love it. I am yeah. obsessed with it, truly. Yeah. <laughs> and I follow so many wedding things. Um, and it's one of those things that just, it's cool. It is so cool, I think, to, you know, someone like Rachel said earlier, I love love also. I really do. Big fan of love. And it's just it's so nice, especially in the little moments where you step away and you get to, you know, see the ceremony or see the couple walk out or the send off and you see the production kind of from top to bottom and all the things. It's it's cool. It's a unique experience and it's definitely not, you know, a typical internship that most people have. Um, and I'm very thankful that I've gotten it because I, I still get to do both of those things now that I'm home. Um, both the agency and the store were so gracious to, you know, extend the offers and let me stay and work while I, you know, finish up some online classes for core requirements. And so I've gotten, you know, an even bigger taste. And, you know, there are days where I'm like, wow, I want to go get my communications degree, graduate, you know, join an agency and then work for myself one day and just be my own wedding planner, do all things bridal, immerse myself in the industry. You know, I go so back and forth with a bunch of different things and I'm working another wedding coming up. And I, I think it's in a week and a half-ish in Galveston at the Hotel Galvez. Um, so that will be, yeah, it's a, gonna be a little bit haunted, spooky, fun. Um, Cause it's at the hotel's haunted too. And so um, that will be a blast. And so it's just little things like that. And I, and just to being a people person, um, also, just like Rachel said, and I'm going off the tangent on this question, but um, just being, you know, someone who loves people and connecting with people, it's such an industry of connecting with people. I mean, you're surrounded by creatives. They're not necessarily performers, but they're all artists, you know, people who are design cakes, who design florals and 
you know, I've had couples from weddings I've worked follow my social media accounts and, so you know, awesome. connect, yeah, I'm like brides that I meet at the store, like, let's go have lunch, let's go to church. I mean, it's just such an industry of connecting with people. And again, it's that storytelling, you tell that story, you connect with the person and you're, you're a small piece of someone's lifelong love story. So cool. I could just, you know, like hard eyes. I put, put the hard eye emoji over my own eyes you know, for like five million years. And that's how I can describe that to you. <laughs> I love that. I love so much. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I just like, I like what you're saying with like how you're like just a little piece in like their lifelong love story. I don't know. I think just so cool. Like seeing things from the beginning and I was just why I love a lot of things I do, but like just seeing something from the beginning and just like getting it to like see yeah. it like keep going and being like, oh, I remember like when it was like such a small thing or whatever it was. Honest. Yes. So fun. So what is like a typical like day in the life of like being a bridal stylist, like in the store? Is it like say yes to the dress? <laughs> <laughs> what, so, what's the situation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, I will say, I do know, you know, the official Kleinfeld experience that you get on Say Yes to the Dress um, is, is a smidge different than the store I work at, um, but very, very similar. I, I follow this girl that documents her Kleinfeld experiences, and it's pretty similar. Um, but I would say most of the time what I do is appointment-based versus just walking around the store and helping walk-ins. And uh, most of the time I'll have these hour long appointments throughout the day. I usually work about a 10 to six shift um, and I'll have a lunch break in there and, you know, they have to fill out a questionnaire sheet and you get to know, you know, whoever you're helping for the appointment about what styles the person likes and what necklines, you know, they might be associated with where they're getting married. It's always fun when people, you know, put their Pinterest board or their wedding venue. I had a girl getting married in Greece yesterday. It was so cool. <laughs> she, was tell she was doing 30 countries in 30 years and her 30th country on her 30th birthday wedding day Santorini Greece couldn't have couldn't have been cooler so I wanted cool. to be, I wanted to be her best friend we were in the changing room and I was like I can't ask for her number but I would love to get coffee with her <laughs> um yeah I definitely I have a lot of moments like that my mom likes to joke that I meet the coolest people because I do um I just meet some really awesome people through and through and um some great families too, because a lot of girls will bring in friends and families. And, you know, once you bring the champagne cans out and all of those little things, everyone, everyone gets real excited. Um, it's super chatty. And so I'll, I'll have these appointments and I'll kind of, you know, we pull different dresses. We have sample sizes at our store. Um, we have clips. And so, you know, you'll clip people in in the back and you kind of start playing process of elimination, you know, do you like more simple? Do you like a crepe fabric? Do you like a lace? You know, are you more of a tea length? Then you go through all these different steps and it's so fun because you do have the say yes to the dress moments and we have all the little signs, you know, I said yes to the dress and you'll, you'll see the tears and then you'll see the girls that come in. Nope. I know what I want. Okay. Yep. Sure. This is it. And then they walk right out kind of thing. And so it's a nice combination of both. And, um, it's really sweet. Cause I think before I started working in the wedding industry too, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew it was special and I knew, you know, weddings are this are great. They're awesome. And it's a big celebratory moment. Um, 
but I've seen such, you know, profound examples of just like mother-daughter bonds and father-daughter bonds and sibling bonds just throughout the wedding dress experience in itself. Cause you know, you'll see a girl find her dress and she'll walk out. We have this big anthropology mirror in our gown hall. Um, and you know, they'll walk out with the train and the prop flowers and the veil and you know, then she'll start crying. And then sister's like, oh my gosh, this is so real. I'm crying. And then the mom's like, I can't wait. And then everyone's, you know, crying and hugging. And you're like, I just met you an hour ago, but I'm also on the verge of tears. You know? But I also love that you love this. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, you look stunning. Like, you know, and you do have those really, those really sweet moments. And you'll hear just about different people's personal love stories. And so something great, you know, in a typical day of the bridal styling business is that you're meeting different people on the hour. I'm constantly meeting someone new who has a new story. One of my favorite questions to ask someone is, oh, how'd you meet, you know, your fiance or your partner um, or whoever? Because I hear, truly, I do hear some, you know, straight out of a Hallmark movie stories, which doesn't, no good for me. Because, <laughs> you know, it only, you know, increases expectations. <laughs> but at the same time, um, I hear just the coolest stories and I love to ask, oh, how'd you, how'd you get engaged? How'd you get proposed? Or, you know, asking people, oh, what's your, what, what are you most excited for about your wedding? Because it's just so many different answers, so many different kinds of people that you meet and so many different kinds of weddings. You know, what one girl at 10 a.m. loves, the girl at 2.30 p.m. despises you know? And so it's, it's fun. It's a fun, it's a fun challenge. And I think I like to say it's kept my, my people person skills up because I don't see a lot of people my age um, right now, just because, you know, I'm living at home and working and taking online classes and things. Um, but I'm, you know, meeting all these new people and having to start a new relationship on the hour, you know, someone walks in, oh, hi, you know, I'm Madison. I'll be your bridal stylist today. You know, you know, who'd you bring with you? Oh, this is mom. Oh, this is my sister. Okay, great. Tell me a little bit about your wedding, like going through that on the hour and being like, okay, so this one's a hard one to crack or, oh, she's more quieter. Okay. She's super energetic. We're going to hit it off. You know, you get all the different kinds of things. And I think that's something that you can translate into, you know, any profession, communications, anything. There's so many industries that are just people industries, even going back to the theater thing. Um, I'm telling you, growing up on the stage is the reason that I can just talk to random people that I don't know at this store and be like, help, help, help you find, you know, a piece of one of the biggest days of your life, you know, um, all of those lovely things. Yeah. I love, I love that. So <laughs> you've talked about a lot of things that you love. Um, so yeah. like, what, what do you think is like your absolute favorite part of what you do, whether that's like with the event itself or with styling, like in that whole sphere, like what do you think like maybe is your favorite? Okay, if I had to pick one, cause I'm a rambler, I'm a talker. <laughs> if everyone on here cannot already tell that I'm just chit chatting beyond belief. Um, I would say I could talk to a brick wall, but um, <laughs> I would say my favorite thing, I, I, I think it would have to be just the people and the stories again. I mean, and I, that's a common theme in, 
you know, in the communications and the theater I've done too, it's always, you know, the stories you get to tell and the people, because they're such, such story-driven industries, all of them are. And I think um, it's just, it's cool to meet different people from all walks of life. And especially when you work a wedding and you get to see that story unfold and, you know, when the hard, the hard part usually is the beginning and the setup and getting everyone where they need to be and transition from ceremony to reception and getting to kind of sit back while people are dancing or while people are giving toast and see, you know, see people's lives unfold and hear stories about people you just met earlier in the morning or, you know, hear the maid of honor say how, you know, the bride and groom, you know, impacted them. And it just, it all, it, everything always strings back to stories and people and how people affect each other. Like you have no idea, you know, how big or little of a piece of someone's life that you can be in such a short period of time. That's so special. I love that. I love stories. That's one of my favorite things, like just talking to people in general, like hearing their stories, I think it's just like so special and like mm-hmm. also special that like when they like want to share that with you too like I yeah. just like I don't know like anytime someone like shares their story with me I'm always just like I'm just like so thankful that like you decided to share that with me and like yeah. let me like be a part of that in a way I don't know I love yeah, that it's, um, it's so neat I I tell people all the time especially at the bridal store um I've been brought into so they just I've been you know introduced to so many new things and people if you know new food places to eat some of my new favorite food places or because some bride recommended them to me you know a new church I go to a bride that I met at the store I was like I'm looking for it she noticed my cross necklace said you know I was like I'm looking for a new church I'm planting roots here for a hot second you know and I now do that with her and we get coffee and lunch it's just so you, never, I love that. you never know what story you know, someone has to tell and, you know, what one thing you say contributes to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, we're heading into like the wrap up like area, which like, I don't know how long this will be because I know we both have the chat. And I literally don't, I like literally don't want to stop this conversation ever. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm looking at the time right now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but I'm stealing this question from Annie Downs. I don't know if you listen to Annie Downs' podcast. I don't listen to her podcast, but I do love her. I've read a couple of her things. Oh my gosh. Um, we're going to have to chat off air after this about this podcast. Yes. Um, but something she asked in a lot of her podcasts, especially like over the pandemic, she was like, what is something that you know about God that you didn't know a year ago? Or like a lesson that you've learned from God that you didn't, that you didn't mm-hmm. learn or that you didn't know a year ago. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, first off, it's always that, you know, his plan over everything else. That's the hard lesson that he's always teaching me. And that will be the hard lesson throughout my (laughs) whole life, I'm sure, is me trying to trying to plan and him coming over that and saying, no, I have something better. Um, But something especially prevalent very recently is just purpose. I, you know, I am prone to you know, putting my purpose in an item or a career or, you know, like a friendship, a relationship, you know, different things like that as people, a lot of people are naturally prone to do. And, you know, I think God really comes in and says, no, you know, your, your purpose is, you know, living and being in me and, 
you know, expressing my love to others and sharing the love of the gospel. You know, he wants us to walk on earth and for people to look at us and say, oh, wow, she's a believer. Or, oh, wow. Can I have, you know, that joy that comes out of her, that belief that it's all going to be okay. Like, can I, I, where do I get that? You know, and the answer is God. And he wants us to walk with that. Cause I think, you know, there's been a lot of times where it's like, oh, it's not going to be okay. What am I going to do? It's never going to work out. And it always works out. I just think God is sitting there going, come on, when are you going to, you know, when are you going to have that little bit of faith? Like all I need is that just like a little bit, like I need that yes from you, or I need that like little piece of, okay, well, like, I'm just going to like step back for a minute to like let everything else happen. Yeah. And prayer, prayer is so powerful. I think that's something I mean, I've, you know, grew up um, in the church knowing, you know, oh, pray, pray. Okay. We're praying for you, you know, and people say that a lot. Um, but I think the older you get, the more you realize too, that it really is powerful. And when you stop and you tr- really try to listen to God, we were talking about listening earlier too. Um, just, you know, it's hard. It's hard to listen, especially when you're a talker to you want to sit down and say, okay, God, so here's everything that happened in my day. And these are all my grievances, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, like and go down all, you know, the list. And he's like, well, do you want to hear what I have to say? And you're like, I don't know, maybe not. You know, <laughs> you know just, I feel like that's how I am sometimes, which is, you know, always something that, um, you know, I'm working on, but I think even just trying to reflect more this semester and listen, I see things unfolding in my life and being like, wow, okay, those are answered prayers. Like there have been new friends that have come in in this, these past few months and things, you know, me being, oh, I, you know, I wish I had a few more friends at work or, oh, I wish I bonded with some people while I was at home or, oh, I wish, you know, I hope to connect with people that I don't get to see as much now that I'm in Texas and, those things have been coming and those, you know, friendships have been formed. And I see things that, you know, I pray about and, oh, you know, I pray for things to make sense and, you know, in life. And I'm starting to see pieces fall together and really, you know, just trying to, you know, put, put all those things to him, you know. Don't you love when God like works through people like that? Like when you like look back and like you see like maybe someone was put in your life or maybe like it was an exchange you had or like relationship or a conversation and you're like, you're like, I get it now. Like that was, that was like something I prayed about and like, maybe I didn't see it like at, maybe I didn't realize, oh, like this is, this is the answered prayer, but or like, oh, this is the purpose. But then like you see somebody that like does that for you and like calls like it and it's, it's just so cool. Holy cow. Yeah. I think about it all the time. It's, I mean, there's several people that have just kept leading me closer to Christ that I've met very recently that, you know, initially I would never have met if I didn't come home and, you know, didn't have that performing job, all of those things. Um, I would have never met the people I met over the summer. And then, you know, if I didn't decide to transfer and I wasn't at home this semester, I've met some great people in the, just in the past month too, that it's, those people and those lessons that they've taught me and people that they've introduced me to and things coming up in life would not even exist. I wouldn't even know who they were if I, you know, didn't step away from something months before, you know, just crazy. Having bro. Whoa. (laughs) What a concept. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay. So where can people find you and connect with you? All the good things. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I, so I am mostly an Instagram girl. I will say I'm trying, I'm trying TikTok. I am, I struggle TikTok with TikTok. Hard. TikTok is hard. <laughs> I have a hard time with TikTok. Like I, everyone calls me a grandma. Cause I just recently got one for, um, my bridal account, which I'll say, um, if you want to see my bridal things, if you can go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram, I am trying to grow it. Shameless self plug, um, which is why I got a TikTok because I figured I need to TikTok's a great way to grow, right? To try my outlets. I can't sit here and complain that it's not growing and not try all my resources. Um, but at the bridal intern, that's just T H E bridal intern in one. Also, can we just take a moment? They're like, how has that not been taken before? Like that's a God thing in itself that like oh that was God. available. I know <laughs> I created it. It started as kind of a passion thing. I was like, Oh, I'll document my intern adventures. Um, over the summer, it will be cute. It'll give me something to do, but you know, back when I was still like, Oh, I'm not performing. So I got to find joy doing something, you know, <laughs> so let me create an Instagram account. Um, but I, I really love it. I love doing the account and I started getting some great response and people I didn't, I mean, I don't have many followers at all. I we're talking like, I think I'm just over a hundred right now, but I mean, I will say it's people that care and that is, you know, that's, what's important at the end of the day, yes. because I have some people I don't even know that are following me still that will slide up or, you know, when I, I'll do little Instagram story things when I work a wedding and people will slide up and say, Oh, like next time, can you show this or something? And it's cool to know that there's a few, a few people out there that, you know, care. And I think, you know, it's an industry that's just really fascinating. And so it's fun to be able to give some wisdom and, you know, I'm hoping to grow with that account and hoping to transition it and start, you know, working some of my own weddings soon in the future. Um, and kind of transition that with me professionally and grow with that account, kind of like a journal so people can look back and, you know, see where, see where I started. And so if you want to see everything, bridal styling, wedding planning, I'm trying to touch a lot of new bases on there too, within the wedding industry and create more informative reels and things too, and share some good content soon. Um, so you can give me a follow at the bridal intern. Um, or if you just want to say hello to me <laughs> and also see some wedding content, because um, I will, you know, it, it does pop up on my regular stuff. Um, you can say hello to me at Madison Friedoff. That's M-A-D-I-S-O-N-F-R-I-E-D as in David, H as in happy, O-F-F as in off. <laughs> and it'll be, it'll all be linked in the show notes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, those are, I will say I'm a big, I'm an Instagram freak. I'm always on Instagram. I know TikTok is what takes over the world. Um, but it's I think so I'm hard. It's so much effort, which I know you need the effort. But sometimes it is just so frustrating. Yeah. And I know your PR and you get it. And it's all about, you know, knowing all your social networks and your channels and all of the, all of those lovely things. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so I think, I think I'm at the bridal intern on TikTok too. I think only have like a few followers, a couple TikToks. I haven't, okay. haven't, haven't tried much on there, but um, maybe you guys can inspire me to try more. Maybe someone will, will give me a follow and I'll need to get my act together. 
I know. I literally, I just started, okay, well, as part of the project or whatever, I had to create social channels, like all the social <laughs> channels for the TikTok or for the podcast. And I'm sure Madison saw like every single one. Cause I was like, okay, add, 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 invite to like page. And I, I, love started it. TikTok. I started TikTok and I was like, all right, um, here we are. I just started it. And I did what I've made one TikTok so far. And it did pretty okay. Okay. <laughs> So um, I was like, okay, we'll, we'll get on it. It's just TikTok yeah. is like a beast in itself. And I feel like TikTok, having a TikTok is a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I don't, I'm, I will say my younger sister is great at TikTok. She low-key goes viral sometimes and it's fabulous for her and I need her tips. I think I just need to consult her, have her be my PR agent for TikTok. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, I feel so, I feel so much vulnerable, more vulnerable on TikTok than I do on Instagram, which is so silly because you're sharing your face and your words yeah. and your videos and everything. But I think it's so easier to just hide behind a cute picture on Instagram, but TikTok is like, oh, I'm here. I'm speaking. I'm doing a video or so many random people are seeing my TikTok. You know, if you use a hashtag, like go crazy amount of random people from all over and like, it's like 600 something people, but none of them follow you. Right, right. And so just sitting there, sitting with yourself, knowing that <laughs> all these people from all over are like, oh, what is this random girl doing on this random day? It's kind of creepy and endearing all at once, yeah. you know? <laughs> I have such mixed feelings about it. And then, I don't know, everyone keeps telling me, you just have to do it. And I, I know that it will, it's going to help me with growth. If I stick to it, I know I'm going to see some growth and then I'm going to be glad I did it. So this is everywhere has to start somewhere. Everything started somewhere, right? Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Every account started at zero. Literally no account did not start at zero. Right. 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 Oh my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This was so fun. And I love that this episode is filled with like so many like laughter and giggles and like all of the fun things. Yes. Yes. Um, I know it's really rapid fire questions, but I feel like we just, we just covered so much here that I think think we're so good, but thank you so much, Madison, for being on the podcast. This is so fun. Thank you, Rachel. It was absolute pleasure, blessing, all the good things um, to be on here. Well, Madison, it was so good to have you on the podcast and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you soon, Rachel. That wraps up another episode of Hi Friends, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and getting to hear Madison's perspective and about her story and all of the great advice that she has to give. I would honestly go to Madison for any advice. She is just so level-headed and just so driven and passionate about all of the things. So I am just so excited that she got to be with us today. So I hope that you had as much fun as I did listening to this episode. And if you want to be updated regarding new episodes, be sure to turn on episode notifications and follow at Hi Friends by Rachel on Instagram to stay in the loop. We also have our website that launched just recently. So please go check that out and stay up to date on all of the episodes and everything going on with the podcast and the blog and everything. So have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next time on Hi Friends, the podcast. Bye y'all.